Amen. Okay, we'll go to Luke 11, 37. And as he spoke, a certain Pharisee asked him to dine with him. So he went in and sat down to eat. When the Pharisees saw it, he marveled that he had not first washed before dinner. Then the Lord said to him, now you Pharisees, make the outside of the cup and dish clean, but your inward part is full of greed and wickedness, foolish ones. Did not he who made the outside make the inside also? But rather give arms of such things as you have, then indeed all things are clean to you. Verse 42, but what do you Pharisees? For you tithe mint and rui and all manner of herbs and pass by justice and the love of God. These you ought to have done without leaving the others undone. Woe to you Pharisees, for you love the best seats in the synagogues and greetings in the marketplaces. Woe to you scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you're like graves which are not seen, and the men who walk over them are not aware of them. Then one of the lawyers answered and said to him, Teacher, by saying these things, you reproach us also. And he said, Woe to you also, lawyers, for you load men with burdens hard to bear, and you yourselves do not touch the burdens with one of your fingers. Woe to you, for you build the tombs of the prophets, and your fathers kill them. In fact, you bear witness that you approve the deeds of your fathers, for they indeed kill them, and you build their tombs. Therefore, the wisdom of God also said, I will send them prophets and apostles, and some of them they will kill and persecute, that the blood of all the prophets which was shed from the foundation of the world may be required of this generation, from the blood of Abel to the blood of Zechariah, who perished between the altar and the temple. Yes, I say to you, it shall be required of this generation. Woe to you, lawyers, for you have taken away the key of knowledge. You did not enter in yourselves, and those who were entering, you hindered. And as he said these things to them, the scribes and the Pharisees began to assail him vehemently to examine him about many things, lying in wait for him and seeking to catch him in something he might say that they might accuse him. Okay, so the fact that you invited our Lord Jesus Christ to dinner doesn't mean he's going to say everything that you want to hear the way you want to hear them. I'm sure this uh, gentleman who invited him to the dinner maybe wished afterwards that he didn't invite him. <laughs> because um, our Lord Jesus Christ uh, came in and, and uh, without hesitation, once they started murmuring about He's not having done ceremonial washing, you know. He immediately went off on them. 
solution without hesitation. It's not that our Lord Jesus Christ does not consider hygiene. No. Well, this is not hygiene. This is ceremonial washing. It's a kind of ritual. And so he began to denounce them and said that the important thing is not the washing. No, washing of the outside is important. But equally important, if not more important, is washing of the inside. You know, when there is greed and lust and all manners of evil in the heart, whether you wash your hand, you know, or you don't wash your hand, it's a matter of less significance, you know. And you know that, um, where did he do this? I think it's Matthew, Matthew chapter 12. Let's check that. Maybe that's 18 or something. Is it Matthew chapter 12? Just check. Oh. What are you looking for, sir? Out of the abundance of the heart. Okay, the Lord speaking. Mm. It's not, it's there, he said, it's not what goes in to the belly that defies the man, but what comes out of the belly. Okay, let me get it. Sorry, one minute. Okay, it's a Matthew 12, Matthew 12, 34. Matthew 12, 24. 34. 34. Okay, so we're going there now. There you go. Okay, either make the tree good, and and I'm there, but I just don't know the verse. Either make the tree good and its fruit good, or else make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For a tree is known by its fruit, brood of vipers. How can you be in evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, brings forth good things. An evil man, out of the evil treasure, brings forth evil things. Oh, oh, it's not, it is not this one. It's Matthew 15. Matthew 15. Verse 10 says, when he had called the multitude to himself, he said to them, hear and understand, not what goes into the mouth defiles a man, but what um, comes out of the mouth. This defiles a man. Then his disciples came and said to him, do you know that the Pharisees were offended when they heard this saying? But he answered and said, every plant which my family father has not planted will be uprooted. Let them alone. They are blind leaders of the blind. Leave the blind, leave the blind, both will fall into a ditch. And Peter answered and said to him, explain this parable to us. So Jesus said, are you also still without understanding? Do you not yet understand that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and is eliminated? 
For those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart, and they defile a man, yes. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. These are the things which defile a man. But to eat with unwashed hands does not defile a man. Okay? So this is, is the same thing that um, Luke is reporting. But Matthew, I think, has it in greater detail. You know. Because so, he was there. I guess, yes, Matthew was there. So you see, the, the, the Pharisee was interested in this ceremony, but Jesus was talking to him about his life of greed and uh, avarice and insensitivity to the needs of others. And he said, by giving arms, at least, you help reduce the greed inside. Now, verse 42, what to you? For you tithe mint and rue and all manner of herbs, but you bypass justice and the love of God. This you ought to have done without leaving the others undone. Of course, you know that this is one of the scriptures that Pentecostals used to um, support Pro tithing, promote tithing <laughs> in the church <laughs> because they said Jesus endorsed tithing. He said you you, you need to tithe, but you also need to um, talk about justice and truth and mercy. You know, but really, when you look at, at the overall teaching of the new of the New Testament, you don't find really neither the apostles nor then they, nobody taught tithing. What they taught was given. Especially know. when they wrote to the Gentiles. Yes. Yes. Not only in Acts, it's also, Paul also said, that was the whole point of um, Second um, Corinthians 8 and 9, you know, on given. But anyway, the church you understand why the church loves the tithe because tithe can give you a predictable income but if you say give as the Holy Spirit directs you you can't well, what you're going to get <laughs> so they would rather put you under the law I went to a church and the guy that took offering he started off you are cursed with a curse you are cursed with a curse so I tapped the pastor and said, how can somebody come to church and you say you're cursed with a curse? He said that that's the instruction from the, from the, uh, the uh, from, yes, from the chief uh, <laughs> that uh, you must, you must put the people under serious warning. If they don't pay their tithe, they're under a curse. I actually had a, a, a staff of mine, you know, well, the month the salary was late, she came to me and said, doctor, please, you know, every Sunday I go there, they're saying I'm cursed with a curse. <laughs> and anyway, but um, um, the salary shouldn't be late, but um, if it is late, you should be worried more about whether your family is eating. Don't give her the tithe to pay. <laughs> 
than the, the course that you are going to. Okay. Verse 43, what to you Pharisees for you love the best seats in the synagogues and greetings in the marketplaces. You know, and this, you and I need to be careful about this too. They don't yeah. always have to take you to the front store or yeah. to this and that, you know. Now, I don't know. They didn't used to do that to me when I was uh, um, first square pastor. But now that I'm retired, every time I go to church, they must be <laughs> taking me to the front seat. <laughs> and maybe that is more of age than anything else. <laughs> honor to whom honor is due. <laughs> but anyway, it, it's, it's not an issue. And sometimes when you sit in the congregation, Joshua's will not allow you to sit quietly. Mm. They'll be coming to tell you that they have found seat for you in front. You know. But this is not what Jesus is talking about. This is if they don't now take you to the front, you're offended. Mm -hmm. And then you will go that and say, ah, they don't know how to respect uh, 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 an old man. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we, we, we know what our Lord Jesus Christ is talking about. Because some people even own the seat, even when they're not in church, nobody can sit on it. <laughs> you know, so you have to have a place of honor. It's reserved. I, I had to tell a pastor that our Lord Jesus Christ said that the honor given to you by men is totally irrelevant. That you and I should seek the honor that comes from God. Okay. You know, when men honor you, I was telling them in that church that uh, if I come out here now, it was in the UK, and I distribute one, one pound to everybody. Uh -uh. When I come to church, they will take me to the front. Mm. Yes. So that type of honor can be bought. But we are talking about the honor that cannot be bought. And that's the honor that comes from God. And that's the one Jesus said in John chapter 5, that you and I should go after the honor that comes from God. And the way they were defining honor in that church was what people say about you, how they respect you. <laughs> I laughed. I said, that is two for a penny. Mm. Solomon said, everyone is a friend to him that gives gifts. And then he says again, what to you scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you're like graves. Okay, in Matthew, he said, whited sepulchers. Actually, these denunciations are in Matthew 22. At 22, Matthew, 20, Matthew 22. 12. No, no, not the one in Matthew 12. Matthew, oh. I think Matthew 23. All these whited sepulchers. Okay. Oh, yeah. What do you, yes, it's in Matthew 23. Um, Pastor, he says, well, what do you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you shut up the kingdom of heaven against men, for you neither go in yourselves, nor do you allow those who are entering to go in. This one is ascribed to lawyers in Luke. What do you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you devour widows' houses 
and for a pretense make long prayers. Therefore, you receive greater condemnation. What do you scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites? For you travel land and sea or to win mm. one proselyte. And when he is one, you make him twice as much a son of the devil. Wow. A son of hell as yourself. What do you blind guides? Who say whoever swears by the temple, it is nothing. But whoever swears by the gold of the temple is obliged to perform it. Fools and blind. For which is greater, the gold or the temple that sanctifies the gold? And whoever oh. swears by the altar, it is nothing. But whoever swears by the gift that is on, the, on it is obliged to perform. Fools and blind. For which is greater, the gift or the altar that sanctifies it? Okay. So there's so many of them. I'm looking for the whitehead sepulchre. Um, There you go. Let me see. King, King what, James. Okay. So King what James. Say, what, what is the it? What verse is that? 27, sir. It's King James. King James. Okay. What do you discuss on Pharisees? Hypocrites. For you are like whitewashed tombs. Okay. Which indeed appear beautiful outwardly, but inside are full of dead men's bones and all uncleanness. So, you know, look, um, got this in bits and pieces, but Matthew really collected them. Verbatim. Oh. Yes, so so that that is it, you know. Anyway, um, and then of course the lawyers came on in this uh, ren ren rendering. You know, you say you're also attacking us. So you say yes now, you too now. You build the tombs of the prophets. Your fathers killed them. In fact, you bear witness that you approve the tombs of your fathers, for they indeed killed them and you build their tombs. Therefore, the wisdom of God also said, I will send them prophets. Anyway, these are denunciations. But can you imagine if you invited somebody to dinner in your house and this is what he's telling you? That's tough. <laughs> you know? And our Lord Jesus Christ is telling us something that um, the fact that somebody invited you to dinner does not mean you must tell him what they want to hear, mm -hmm. uh, what they love to hear. You should tell him what they should hear, not what they want to hear. So I'm sure that, that Pharisee, after that day, his <laughs> friends will tell him, don't, don't invite this man for dinner again. You know? <laughs> anyway, so these are all the things we learn, mm. that you don't sacrifice truth in order to please men. That's right. You know, no matter the circumstance, no matter the situation, no matter, you know, if they are your friend or, or, or appear to be, or you are their guests, you know. This, those are all the, um, uh, why we say that political correctness is killing the church. Mm. Because, you know, somebody will say, hey, but if you want to tell him, tell him privately now. Hmm? But Jesus thought all the Pharisees there needed to hear it. You know, but anyway, uh, I'm not in any way suggesting anything that uh, you should be polite to people. No, or people who favor you, you go and tell them something. No, but our Lord Jesus took the opportunity to correct. Perhaps, you know, he sees the heart. So the Pharisees may have thought that 
now that I've invited him to dinner, now he will be our friend. <laughs> <laughs> but to the contrary, you know. Anyway, may God help us. These things are not as easy as they sound. Oh. But our Lord Jesus Christ has shown us that we need to follow in his steps. And not preach what people want to hear, but what they should hear. Amen. Amen.